are listening to Ya But, recorded at Crescent Lounge in Seattle, Washington. And here's your host, Vivian Gabor. Nordstrom, you couldn't have said like, well, see, okay, so you know what's Macy's strange? or even like, well, like Nordstrom's back home, Bergdorf Goodman or something like, even fancier. Uh, just you pick think Nordstrom's or fa- Macy's is fancier than Nordstrom? I mean, kind of. I think like in New York, maybe. I think here, like Nordstrom, I don't is know. Like Macy's king. has more of that like legendary thing about right, it, right? Like the windows yeah. at Christmas and all that. But yeah, Nordstrom is definitely more upscale. And see, back home in Texas, Nordstrom is just kind of. <laughs> You have Nordstrom's down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's Neiman a, Marcus is king. Because it's a king. Seattle company. Neiman Marcus is king because that's oh, where yeah. Neiman started with Well, it's Dallas. also Texas, and Texas does, isn't as friendly to the Jews. Nordstrom is the Jewish family that started that. If they're that. jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got <laughs> diamonds to sell, oh yeah, we're God. very friendly. Or it's Broadway. Or it's Broadway. Um, I can say these things. You can I love you. I love you, Nana. Oh. Your people did me well. I love um. it. I love it. I always wanted to be a wasp. <laughs> or, or a Jap. A Jewish American princess. Yeah. 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 I always, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> My mother was. My mother was... Um, she was a shrine. What was it? A Shriner princess, I think is what they called oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because the Shriners do like this big pageant every year. Oh, yeah. Um, and th- I mean, we're talking like 1967 or something. She says, we talking like 19. <laughs> a long time ago. I don't know if they do ago. it anymore. Uh, but the Shriners are basically the, the Jewish section of the Freemasons because there's only so far or at that point was only so far you could get in the Freemason hierarchy if you were mm-hmm. Jewish. So mm. they broke off and made their own section. As I understand it, I could be wrong. So please correct me if I'm wrong and then um, go fuck yourself. And then <laughs> <laughs> That's um, why Michelle Visage laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Does that make me RuPaul? Because yeah, that makes can, me uncomfortable. You can be RuPaul. Ripple is it? Hopefully, I, I <laughs> respect my own opinions more. Oh, um, oh, never oh. getting on the show now. Uh, she don't have horses. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, my mom competed every year, and she won one year, and she, that was back when she was blonde and didn't look Jewish. I love it. I love it. So she's like Mount Rose, American Teen Princess. <laughs> she was. And Do you it like all that went movie? from downhill. I love that movie. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh my god! You can't find it anywhere, like on iTunes or anything. No, you have to buy it on Amazon. You have to have like the DVD. Yep. Oh I'm god. Amber Atkins I'm from Amber Mount Rose, Atkins Minnesota. Rose. <laughs> god, that movie had so many good. Actors Becky in Lehman. It. <laughs> my name is Becky Ann Lehman, and I am contestant number one for Mount Rose American Teen Princess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What I kind of tree you, would you be? Baby. <laughs> right, right. With Someday the Jesus on that. the cross yeah. running around. She takes his arms and wraps them around. Too good <laughs> to be true. And her dad's looking all creepy in the audience, like I know she's talking about me. Growth, <laughs> growth. I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting across across the street from the the new young girls. Right. The, Oh, this camera? This is um, in, in case right. of accidents. Right. I'm, that's, that's what I'm, you're asking, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not filming the young girls. <laughs> I love it. I want to do the number in the wheelchair. Yeah. Holding all your tears or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't cry out loud. Yeah. Yeah. 
but with your hair falling out with the whole time. With your hair falling out. I really want to do that number as a fat person. She's skinny, not deaf, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> you really shouldn't scare people in a morgue. You, you never know. You never know who might be holding a scalpel Wait, or a skull blade. What was a skull <laughs> saw or something? But, God, or she, I love that. Why does it smell like? Gasoline. It's from Mexico. Everything from Mexico smells like gasoline. <laughs> God damn it! Swan ain't my baby. <laughs> I um, in my my first two auditions for Drag Race, one of my Snatch Game characters was Kirstie Alley. Yeah. But I did it with that the drop dead gorgeous accent. Yeah. So I had that really intense Minnesota. Where is my wine? Right. I need my wine, guys. A mare I can. <laughs> I don't know where they come from anymore. It's just a God-given talent. <laughs> God-given talent. <laughs> I love it. I don't know who I'd be for Snatch. No, I do know who I'd be for Snatch who? Game. Who would you be? Uh, I'd be Miss Swan from is that, Matt TV. Is that is that culturally okay anymore? I don't, I don't care. I, <laughs> you know what? You heard it here first, folks. Shay Fox Shea, is racist. Shay Fox is racist. No, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I, I had to make... so. You get to dig your way out of this hole. I'm not helping you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I've got it. I, th- I, I think it's bullshit on, um, to, to be able to label somebody for what they can and can't do. Um, like um, when they got all over Alexis Michelle for the feathers and all that other stuff when she wore them, remember? Yeah, but to be fair, but that wasn't was her fault. Yeah, that I know, was that's what she was given. She was and kind of forced, apart, and that's not her fault. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think we've gone a little too. Same too thing. Far people gave uh, Monet Exchange um, crap about her the feather headdress from this last episode. Right, but did you hear and the it's lyrics? Like, but and it said yeah, if you listen to the yeah. lyrics, they were okay. making fun of Cher's appropriation. Well, and so okay, so I am, I'm Native American. Okay. And um, my, you know, I, I've, I've, my bloodline can be traced back to, um, you know, the, uh, the Comanche Nation, okay. um, North, North, uh, Northern Texas, Oklahoma, that kind of stuff. And so I had to make an announcement before a number yeah. that I'm going to do half breed by mm-hmm. sheer. I am Native American. Yeah. And it's going to be done tastefully. Yeah. And I had a, I mean, it was a beautiful, you know, I had made it this big black feather headdress. It was all mm-hmm. black rooster feathers and blah, blah, blah. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I had to make that announcement beforehand I mean, I think, is kind of irritating. I mean, perhaps I, coming from the Seattle hive mind, not hive mind, but just from this, this kind of mind. culture. Yeah, basically. Um, I do the same thing whenever I make a joke about being Jewish, just mm-hmm. to remind people, hey, it's okay. I, I can make jokes about myself because I understand the culture beyond the stereotypes. Right. And I think that's, that's the biggest issue that I run into a lot, mm-hmm. is that the, the difference between appropriation and honoring a culture is understanding the culture mm-hmm. and on, to, a, to a point being part of that culture, um, instead of seeing a stereotype saying, ooh, that's cute, I'm going to wear it. Right. Which is absolutely appropriation because you are not, you don't necessarily know what that's coming from. Um, you're just saying, oh, that's cute, I'm going to use it for my own uses. So do you think like a show like, um, do you think that maybe that's why there's been a, a decline in viewers for like NL? And do you think Mad TV would still be, 
you know, a bit. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, the woman that played Miss Swan was not Asian. No, she wasn't. Um, and the and, and, and that's like shows like character. in Living Color and things right. like that. So I mean, it, I ha- think have we gone too far in? I think there's something to be said for for comedians who are laughing with people mm-hmm. as opposed to laughing at them. Totally. Okay, so that's the difference between shade yes. and being an asshole, right? Yes, absolutely. So, but a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, and I think, but I also, my personal thinking at this point in our culture, in this nation at least, um, this section I can't really, of the nation. Yeah. Because it's very different in the South. It's true. Very um, different in the South. Is as a white person, even though I'm very Eastern European, I was having, talking about this last night, how I have very hooded eyes and I've more, certain aspects of me have a little bit more of an Asian mm-hmm. lean to them in my skull structure and my face shape mm-hmm. because I'm Romanian, Transylvanian, mm-hmm. and I'm very like Eurasian mm-hmm. descent. Um, but I don't claim that and I don't use that to my advantage mm-hmm. because to people who don't know me, I just, they see white. And so it's my right. responsibility then to either educate mm-hmm. in situations and times and places and ways that I find helpful or to take a step back in other situations and say, maybe it's not the time or place to do this. Right. But at the end um, of the day, at Vivian, the end of the day, we're, if we're, we're men in dresses. Yeah. We're poking fun. You know, if you can't, I don't know. If you can't laugh, then you don't uh, yeah, necessarily I, need I, to be in I the show. I think there are certain lines that maybe we shouldn't cross. Like Holy shit. That's cute. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. We just have fashion shows in the background. I love it. Um, I think there are certain lines that we shouldn't cross, especially as white queens, such as blackface. Not necessary. Oh, my God. Are Absolutely you Absolutely don't totally, even do totally that. Totally agree. However, um, I don't feel that... Uh, there was something here in, in this city about a year ago with a queen who I think um, I know where you're going with this. Did a Janet Jackson number and she wore micro braids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a huge thing. That one is interesting and I haven't really commented on that because I don't know I don't get it. Am I as a as a I I I honestly a, don't as being perceived from the outside, yeah. you know, from someone looking at me as being a white queen. Mm-hmm. Am I not allowed to do, you know, like the Whitney Houston songs? Am I not allowed to do the, P- the, th- the, the songs that are amazing, beautiful songs? I don't think it was so much the song. I think it was the... Like the look? I think it was the look. And that's why I don't really comment on it because I personally would never wear braids. I don't know the cultural importance of braids. Right. So I just kind of stay out of that conversation because it's not my conversation to have in right. a way. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough, and I, I, it's I mean, there's another queen. Yeah. Down in the South, you can do whatever you want to. Blackface is illegal. You can't do blackface. Good. Um, it, there's a, a, you'll, you'll get, you'll get like a $20,000 fine. Oh, if they cool. Catch you perfect. Doing blackface, I love that. Which is, you know, fantastic. It's perfect. But, um, you know, I used to start my shows off with, um, 90% of the show you'll love. Yeah. There'll be 10% that you might find offensive. Just yeah. wait till the next joke. Yeah. You're going to, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. Well, and you I know. think and there was a, another situation with another Seattle queen, roughly same time period, where she wore a kimono for a number. And that's a completely different issue as well. Not bad. Just it was a, it was a, 
I remember that, but it was people done tried to properly. lump it into that same cultural appropriation bucket, mm-hmm. which it wasn't. Um, and I talked to a lot of my friends who are Japanese and who were explaining that the kimono culture mm-hmm. to me, um, and saying that a lot of Japanese culture they love it when other people definitely wear things correctly and do it correctly and have that and everything appreciation I remember about for her it. and everything yeah. that she had was on point. It was point. perfect. The obi was right. The, the everything the was bo- the tie was yeah. correct. Yeah. It was, everything was, was correct. Um, and people are like, oh, it's cultural appropriation. It's like, no, because there's a difference. Why can't it be a celebration of beauty? I think that's, I think it's because of, I think it's because we're at a point in our country where we're finally realizing how much has been stolen from other cultures. Mm-hmm. And there has to, there almost has to be a certain period of, of cooling off. If you well, know I, what I mean, like I, a, a, a stepping back taking. and allowing people to have their culture back. Yeah, you can have, but I agree with you 100%. However, I, mean, as, I don't feel that someone coming out in a kimono. I know, right? Conversation I know. About this. And, and you know, it's, it's, I think the last time we talked, we talked about white privilege, yeah. too. Um, and how to properly use white privilege. Yeah. You know, um, but I, Which I think. Which is to amplify and not to yeah. make your own points. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that if someone takes, uh, you know, this this look mm-hmm. and does it, you know, uh, appropriately, mm-hmm. then it should be a, 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 it's a borrowed look. You know, they're not saying, hey, I'm, I'm taking this from you. True. I'm owning this. It's what you've done. Your culture is beautiful. Your culture is true. But is I think that's gorgeous. where and I've had a couple conversations with friends of mine. I have a friend who's um, one of the one of the members of the diversity department at Seattle University, grew up in Hawaii and is um, Polynesian and Polynesian might be Japanese. I don't remember. I'm going to get that wrong. Anyway, the point he was trying to make when we had this conversation was wherever you go outside of the U.S., the only people who are referred to racially are white people. Other than that, it's you're Japanese, you're Chinese, Mm -hmm. you are you're you're related to the country that you mm-hmm. are ancestrally from right except for white people and it's because us western europeaners have just kind of let that go mm-hmm. thanks to christianity and a lot of other right. religions that kind of just lumped us all together right um and the point he tried to make I'm not going to use some of the terms he used because coming from me, it sounds really like, right. okay, you're trying to make yourself sound cool. Yeah. But basically, it's an understanding that we all have cultures that we're from mm-hmm. and allowing ourselves to celebrate our own cultures first. Right. And I think that's the, that's the era we're in right now. Right. Is we, every culture is so rich with history. Mm-hmm. Why take someone else's when you can dig into your own? Like, I've been trying to do that a lot more recently because honestly to the world at large, Transylvanian culture is vampires. Right. Which is not even, like the way that America thinks of vampires is Dracula and that kind of thing. That's American vampires. Right. Bram Stoker based that on American legends of vampires, Uh not Transylvanian legends of vampires. (laughs) Right. So it's not even that. Mm -hmm. So being able to dig into Romanian Transylvanian culture, dig into my German ancestry, dig into my British ancestry, and find those influences and play with those, and because they're such rich cultures, such ancient cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being like, "Ooh, I like this thing from 
Creole culture. I like this thing from Native American culture. Yeah, I have some Native American blood in me, mm-hmm. but I didn't grow up in a tribe. I didn't right. grow up being taught any of the, the culture or the the traditions or anything. Mm-hmm. So for me to do that would be kind of me playing at it. I kind of feel the same way when people are like when Christians are like, let's have a Seder dinner. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not in most cases that I've seen mm-hmm. Christians who go and have a Passover Seder dinner mm-hmm. are, it, it has more of the feeling of playing at it right. rather than understanding this has literally this exact text has been used for over 1500 years. Right. Like it's a, it's a tie. It's a cultural tie that ties us to our ancestors Mm -hmm. very clearly and very closely. Mm -hmm. So when someone who doesn't, isn't part of that does it, it has this kind of cheapness to it. And I think that's like a mimic. yeah, Yeah. And I think that's the point that a lot of people are trying to make is that unless you grew up in that, it has that kind of cheapness to it rather than... Right, but what about, like, um, you know, like the these the the, the, uh, the, the white nerd? Yeah. <laughs> who totally is into, you know, the Asian culture. And yeah. And totally is into, you know, the anime and, and all and, you know, that, that well, whole and thing. And didn't grow up, their parents yeah. don't immerse them in that. But it's something that they, that the, they value. The weeboo culture, I think, yeah. is what it's called. You know, they, they, they value it, and they... they they see beauty in it. And, um, well, and that's, again, the, the Japanese culture as, as it's been explained to me is a very open culture to so other people. We, this, we did this last time too. It's a, it's a culture that is very, not necessarily specifically welcoming like other cultures aren't, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a culture that when they see other people becoming part of it, mm-hmm. th- that they they encourage it right like you um i have to say you know, growing up in the south that, yeah, yeah i i was very I, i've never felt and this might be white privilege whatever uh I, you know i've never felt exclusion from um other other cultures you know i was yeah. very welcomed into uh you know i have a some some asian american friends and their, and their families are you know, they're first generation in this mm-hmm. country and their families are very, very traditional, very welcomed into yeah. into that home and into that culture to experience it. Loved yeah. it. Um, the African-American, you know, I was on this high school step team. Yeah. In in, um, you know, and and into the African-American culture was very welcomed. Yeah. You know, into those and found the beauty in, in, in their culture. Their, their culture is gorgeous. Yeah. Their culture is gorgeous. Now, they've had a lot of oppression, mm-hmm. but to be able to still have a gorgeous culture mm-hmm. and rise up above that. I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the Native American culture in, in from where I grew up, very inclusive. Yeah. You know, it's even very inclusive up here. You know, my, yeah. Oh, yeah, it very much is. When my I was husband in... used to go to um, the reservation mm-hmm. when he was younger, and they would he would learn about the culture there, and yeah. they would sit around and listen to the stories and eat the food yeah. and all this other stuff. So it... It's, I think... It's, it's tough. It's tough because oh, it's it so is very tough. So many cultures. These cultures are so um, gorgeous. And it's hard to be a privileged white queen and to celebrate these. And it's hard because I, I would love to. I would love to celebrate yeah. them. But well, I, I mean, can't. And that's where I would say book more more POC queens and mm-hmm. make sure that those, those cultures are being represented and... Um, uplifted mm-hmm. through their own eyes, the the idea of amplification rather than right. 
speaking over. Yeah. Um, I think growing up for me, and I like that we have kind of this north-south thing uh-huh. so we can discuss that, but um, growing up in Seattle in a Jewish family, mm-hmm. I mean, my mom was Jewish, my dad was Presbyterian. We went to church, mm-hmm. but we are still very Jewish at the mm-hmm. same time. You can't escape it. It's right. just there. Um, but I, one branch of my mom's family is black. Um, I had, uh, my best friends had family members who were Asian. Like I didn't think about it a lot growing Mm up. And I think part of it was also that I was Jewish. So even though I was white, I was still part of a minority group Mm -hmm. and I still to this day get a lot of anti-Semitism and a lot of that, um, the which racism is, simply because of Judaism. Which is insane. So we should all just... God, what does it matter? You know, at the end of the day... Well, I think... We should all just... Well, I think there's... Stop the, hating each other on <laughs> stuff. My God, it'd be so much easier. Yeah. Um, and so the, oh. the idea of privilege was a very weird one to me growing uh-huh. up because of that Jewish tint on my world. Right. Um, and I didn't really get to see that until I went to college and all of a mm-hmm. sudden there was this thing and I was like, but why are we making a big deal out of people's differences? And that's when I, I started to come around to the idea and still subscribe to that idea that it's less important to learn racial history and more important, uh, important, Imperative. more important to learn individual histories. Definitely. Um, and I think that's what we're starting to learn mm-hmm as a culture is that individual people are important and individual stories are important. Yes, we do need to learn history. Yes, we do need to learn about oppression. We need to learn all of these things. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, we need to be focusing in on indiv- individuals Definitely. and asking about their experiences. Definitely. Because each each person's experience is going to be completely different outside of the culture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it, you know what's, what's funny is... I didn't realize the um, the racial issues in in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Living there, um, I was like, oh, you know, there's, you know, I, I was never really exposed to a yeah. lot of racial issues and this and the other. But then I leave and I come up here for two years, and when I go home, yeah, you know, I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. Oh my God! Well, you and even, racist bastard! You know, and, well, and I'm see, just like, I even so do that insane. when I go to LA, and then I come back here, and I'm just like, Oh my God, Seattle's so white. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the racial divide is intense in Seattle. It's yeah. intense here. Well, if you um, think is, you, well, but it's very go to Texas. Very I mean, well, yeah. The, the the racial. But there, it's much it's, more open. How? Yeah. At least of. it seems to the north that it's a lot more clear like you can see that totally divide versus in seattle it's more they're just as racist here they're just as racist here but we the the government the city government and people tend to to go at it from a a financial standpoint and from a a classist standpoint that then ends up roundabout ways pushing certain cultures out of the way because yeah. the Pacific Northwest has a very long history of doing that. Yeah, but I think I think up here the people are very uh, a lot more vocal mm-hmm. when they see something happen. Yeah. Whereas in the South, it's the the mantra is not my circus, not my monkeys. Yep. You know, not my business. Yeah. I'm you know, 
I okay, you know, yeah. do what you got to do. I'm gonna. I mean, it doesn't affect me. To and the up point here, though, where like, it's very. If something happens, someone speaks up. And then they're shamed publicly and all this other stuff. Yeah. It happens a lot here. You know, yeah. there's just as many racists here. They just don't act on it as much because yep. they know that there's a lot more vocalism here yep. for, you know, shame, shame, well, shame. Well, for bad, instance, bad. I mean, you can even look at it from a cultural standpoint of the the movements of different communities throughout mm-hmm. Seattle as money becomes more of an issue. Like the gay community is getting pushed off the hill. Um the black community is getting pushed out of the central district. Mm-hmm. Um, the international district is shrinking mm-hmm. um, because of that money divide. And then that translates into the racial divide. And then that gets even more crazy, it's, but we just yeah. don't talk about it because then people start arguing even more. Right. Right. Yay. Right. And you know, it's, there's a Seattle is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. And it's there. There are a lot of um, cultures all kind of mixed in with each other here, but like in in Texas. But we still find ways of segregating. Segregate. Well, come about. to Texas. You know, you've got your white neighborhood. You yeah. have your Indian neighborhood. You have your Asian neighborhood. You have your African American neighborhood. You have your um, Mexican neighborhoods. Yeah. And they're they're very, it's very 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 segregated. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be able to to be able to go into these, you know, these yeah. these different neighborhoods because I had friends of, of, of all, you know, shape, size, color, yeah. cultural backgrounds, everything. And I don't that's probably why I was like, you know, Texas isn't my my place because I don't feel yeah. like I fit in here because everybody's so fucking. Well, and that's crazy. why I, one reason I love New York so much is, yeah, everyone kind of has their borough. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, no one's necessarily excluded from right. being in those boroughs. It's yeah. just kind of the cultures have being on the outside. This is at least how it seems. Who knows mm-hmm. when I move there, what I'll right. think, but, um, cultures tend to clump together because you want to be around people that you understand. Exactly. But in New York, it's, it doesn't seem as exclusionary. They are. I, I, I've, I lived there for a little while Okay, and it's, but it's more personal. Everybody's excluded. That's very <laughs> you true. Know, I, you don't make eye contact. You don't talk to people. Yeah. But the cool thing I think about New York is that, yeah, there's all these boroughs. And, yeah, it's where the communities go after. But it's almost like everybody goes into work yep. into one space. Yep. You and know what I mean? They, everybody and then they comes into the, the city. Comfort. They do yeah. their thing. And then they go back. Yeah. You know, and it's um, I think it teaches tolerance. You know, to be with mm-hmm. with everybody. New York City, you know, you've got, you've got, a, you've yeah. got a tolerance. Yeah. You know, um, they. It's it's a strange place to live, but it's a <laughs> magical place yeah. to be. Uh, I love the city because there's there's still racism, but it's not like. You know, it's always yeah. the crazy bum screaming, <laughs> stupid shit on the corner of you know Forty <laughs> Second Street in Lexington. Yeah. Oh you yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. What let's let's end with something light. Light. Um, um what what's been I'm probably gonna be made out to be a horrible person. I don't I, th- I'm I don't always, think you're a horrible person. No. I think this was just an interesting I'm always nervous about um I don't like these, coming to conclusions on anything. I like discussing no. things and learning yeah, things. I think it's I think it's a wonderful conversation. I think you I think this was this was good. I yeah. liked it. I liked it. What's light? Um 
What has been your favorite I'm sort of thinking like, they just song that you've performed recently? Oh my god, I'm a I like mixes. I like yeah. a, a, a good. What's mix. your favorite mix? Oh, see, here we go. Um, <laughs> Pick your favorite child. Your favorite child. The one that I go on, Sophie. Do it. I, I do it. I like my Whitney Houston mix. I yeah, know you know it's it just mixes all of them and it's fantastic. I think I've done it here with you mm-hmm. before. It's a good one. Um, I love that one. Um, I have a crazy mix that um, talks about washing your vagina. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? Ruth Wallace. Do you know who Ruth Wallace I is? I don't. Ruth Wallace does these um, real like 1950s wholesome whatever, yes. but they're dirty. Yes. Like um, this last show we did in Everett, uh, the Navy was in. Apparently a, a, a boat docked. Ooh, and they all flooded into our bar, and it was like Navy night, which is very confusing. Yeah. Because I'm like, you're either a really open straight man, or, or you're a closeted gay man, and yeah. you're drunk and you're just letting it out, or yep. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. I'm married, but yep. um, give me your money. Yep, absolutely. Um, I got tipped in, I got tipped in uh, Singapore. Ooh. Money from Singapore and money from the Philippines, which one is Super drastically useful. more more expensive, more yeah. valuable than the other. Um, but I, she does a song and it's called um, Davy's Dinghy and how he's got the cutest little dinghy in the Navy. <laughs> and it's adorable. And um, my favorite song by her is called Boobs. 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 And it's got you've got to have boobs. You've got to have boobs. Um, sometimes you have to have two, but. Sometimes three are better. So she's kind of like a Jackie Beat kind of a thing? Kind of, but it's almost like um, a Debbie Reynolds doing Ooh, dirty I things. I like that. I mean, it's... I feel like Debbie Reynolds would do dirty things. Yeah. Or would have. Oh. Yeah, would have. <laughs> but she's... It's, look her up. Ruth Wallace. Fabulous. I will. She's going to be super hot in the gay community now. I can feel it. <laughs> totally. Trending. I'm g- trending. I'm trending gonna, on Twitter. Hashtag Ruth Wallace. She's going to be like, thank you to that one drag queen in Seattle for boosting <laughs> my record sales. Um, I love I loved that song. Um, I love songs that, because I I think I dress up pretty. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm a gown you dress and ex- big You earrings. dress up expensive. Expensive. That rich bitch fantasy. Um, I think coming out with a song that's vulgar and mm-hmm. people don't expect that. I think that I, I like Do that. Do some contrast. Wendy Ho. Yeah, Wendy hey, Ho. Wendy, if you hey. listen to this, I doubt you listen to this, but hi. Hey, I love Wendy. you. Um, Missed you in LA. Your video for Fuck Me is disgusting with the banana and the chocolate. It's, it's the just, best. It's, oh my God. I, th- I think my favorite part of that song is the very interesting. Oh my God, baby. Oh my God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, um, I think one of my favorite songs that I've done recently, I actually just did this yeah. last weekend. I made a new mix um, based on Dancing on My Own uh-huh. um, and threw in all of these like random clips from things. I've been l- watching a lot of Ms. Cracker's mixes and she yeah. does that and I was just so inspired. And so I like I have like it goes on and then after the first chorus, you hear this voice that says define dancing then I found this clip from a pole dancing video. Yeah. That's like, we're going to teach you some basic spins, climbs, and how to lay back on the pole. Shut so if up. you've never done pole before, and I was just like, oh, I can play with this. <laughs> um, I have like Jack Nicholson saying, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? 
Shut um, up. Some clips from Dance Moms, things like that. Just It was the super fun comedy mix. I love it. Um, got in the audience, danced on some people. It was great. Awesome. Um, I love doing mixes like that. I have this one kind of like when I'm feeling feisty and kind of angsty, I have a mix of um, Who's Laughing Now by Jesse J, uh-huh. Get Knit by Snow the Product, and Fighter by Christina. Shut up. That, that I'll do if I'm just like in that kind of mood mood of just like, I'm going to do this whether you like it or not. Um, What's your favorite clip? You know, like we all have like like that one clip that we absolutely love in a song. Ooh. Um, I have a, I have a mix of um, problem by Ariana Grande with the background from I got the power, Mm -hmm. but it opens with a designing women monologue. Yeah. And I love a good designing women. I'm telling you that was a a completely underrated show. It was, it so was. And now I just, I go on binge watches. I love it. (laughs) I love it. My husband had never seen it before. I'm like eight years older than my husband. Yeah. And so I, I introduce him to certain things and he introduces me to young pop culture. Like, like he's like, yeah, you need to use words like fire and, clutch and i'm like i have never if my clutch is on fire i'm words. gonna have a problem because i'm sure it was an expensive <laughs> so fat so fat stop trying to make fetch happen it's gonna happen um my favorite i have two yes i have two do it and so since I've, i just became a drag mother <gasps> um this past year i always not this past year but like Within the last four I have four years. children. None of them perform. I've got one who's a burlesque, <laughs> a, a cis female Ooh. who does burlesque in Houston. Um, and then I've got two here. Um, one is a beautiful trans woman. And the other is a beautiful trash queen. Um, <laughs> she's got such a strange aesthetic. I love it. Because she's this trash queen, but she's kind of glammed up. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like if I had had sex with Oscar the Grouch. Perfect. You know, I and, and that's what came out. I mean, it was fantastic. I see it. Anyway. Um, and I did this one mix in it from, I think, American Dad. Okay. And it said, your mother's a total, bi- or your mother's a crazy bitch. And I'll <laughs> throw that in every once in a while into my mixes. Um, but my absolute favorite is Cher from uh, The Witches of Eastwick, where she's saying, Daryl, you have, you know, you're, you're disgusting, you're stupid, you're intellectually retarded, blah, 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 you stink. Um, you're not even interesting enough to make me uh, sick or something. It's, no. it's a wonderful, yes. wonderful thing to plug in there. And I think I have it in a share mix somewhere that I can't find. How do you find it being a show producer? You've got so much effing. Why am I saying that? I have so, so much, much music. Fucking music I have so much music. That you're like, My you, computer you lose your overloads. own shit. Yeah. You lose your own stuff. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I forgot I had this number. Yep. Or I, I found one last night. Connor goes, you have the most, the strangest music on your phone i go uh-huh. no it's just all it's downloaded just, from my computer yep. and, and it's it was just stuff that girls are like i'm performing this so i download it to have in the playlist and then all of a sudden i'm like listening to it i'm like i like this i, I like this but this. then you forget it yep then you forget it like there was one that a drag king had done in one of my shows i think in texas and it came on my phone last night and he goes what is this i'm like i have no idea well it was a vampire song about how he likes to suck yes but he's like, you know, I like to, I like to, to, to suck women. I like to, you know, suck this. <laughs> you know, I like to suck the spiders on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the count. Okay. So they've taken that and they've bleeped yep, out yep, yep. the suck. And it just it's him counting. And the one I am alone, I bleep. 
myself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, had, I, I don't even remember this performance. It's, uh, if you look it up on YouTube, it's The Count Censored. It's hysterical. It's so good. It's hysterical. And we're just sitting there in the Taco Bell drive-thru, and this song is blaring. We've got the top down in the convertible. So and I'm good. like, Connor, what the fuck is this? And he goes, huh? <laughs> It's your phone. I need to do that. I always forget about that. I need to do that. I thought about it. I'm like, can I put that in my and and change it to where it's a little more high pitched and it sounds like a woman doing it? I think that'd be. Oh, I do songs. Do you do man songs too? All the time. Do you? I love performing. uh, Fallout Boy, just yeah. Some of their newer stuff is just so much fun. That is so. Like, I, I guess I'm like, so old school. Well, like well, I can't I also, wrap my head around it. A lot of it. my drag. I do a lot of kind of grungy punk drag looks. With like a I don't always get fucking face. <laughs> yeah, I Shut just up. I just do like the snatched face and then like lesbian hair and and flannel. I wish I could wear a small hair. <laughs> I can't. I look. I and then when I do that, uh, I'm just like I don't care what I perform. I'll just uh, if it's a song I like, I'll do it. She goes roulette me, it's baby. Drag. Just roulette. Just yeah, do it. Basically, um, yeah. There's another clip from the the dancing on my own mix. Made me so happy when I found it because I just wanted this little short clip to throw in, uh-huh. and it's um, why when she says "Why can't you hear me?" Mm-hmm. I threw in this clip where there's a I think it's like a 45 second long YouTube video of this guy on the floor and he's just like, "Listen to me, <laughs> listen to me, listen to me," <laughs> and it just goes on for 45 seconds it. of it. And I so I threw it. in the whole fucking thing. No way. And just got in someone's face. And they were laughing their head off. The I audience was living. And then the last the last one, I like gave up on her and went to the next person. I was like, listen to me. <laughs> and then the song started back up again. And they were just dead. I love it. So I much fun. It. Finding those gimmicks. I'm telling you. There's, so Wanda Sykes did a thing where she prank called this car company where she got her car and she told them that there was a turd in her back seat <laughs> and so i have that in a mix for call me you know yes. call me and it, and she's like i need to report that there is a turd in a back seat of my 92 accord and it is the funniest <laughs> thing the funniest thing yes. and, and so they play along with it and yeah. they're like well how big is it he goes how big it's the size of my arm <laughs> she goes it's a king kong gorilla sized turd and she was like, she goes, she goes, how, how much do you weigh? And he goes, well, I weigh about three. And she goes, that's your turn. <laughs> that's your turn. This is steaming. And then she's like, well, he goes, we'll bring it back and we'll take care of you. She goes, no, you know what? I kind of like it now. It's a conversation piece. I'm going to leave it back. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. And it did that whole, uh, my pussy's burning yep. prank call, which I'm not a huge fan of that one. Cause I think it's super overplayed. And yeah. It just goes on too long. My pussy's burning. <laughs> it's I'm always a big fan of the like, who is this? That that yeah phone oh, call um, one from. Uh, I think that's from SNL, isn't it? No, the four two nine cocksucker way. That one. Yeah, that one. It's um. Is that Mad TV? No, it's a movie. It's um, Jesus Christ! Had you not said anything here, I'm gonna Google it real quick. While okay. We talk. Um. But no, there's so many, so many good moments. Is it mommy? No, it's not Mommy Dearest, because that's No Wire Hangers, right? <laughs> no more wire hangers. Oh, my God. My Instagram is just blowing up. I love it. Have you made it? Apparently. I'm now... So you're now at 2,000? I'm now at 2,011. I'm almost to the year when I graduated college. 
in followers. Ah, all right. Um, but my favorite part. So for those don't on, ever Google cocksucker way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, for those who don't know what I'm talking about on um, Instagram, <laughs> I had a picture at the Anastasia Beverly Hills booth at DragCon that the cosmetics company reposted on their page on Instagram, and I've gotten now a hundred new followers overnight and my favorite part of the whole thing is the trolls who think they're trolling me mm-hmm. what there was this one i was kind of scrolling through it because i i'm i don't subscribe to the whole idea of i never read my comments like read the comments have fun with the comments right you like respond you don't have to respond to them you can laugh at them and move on but this one I had to respond to because it was so perfect. Yeah. Um, I was wearing, in the picture, it looks kind of like a slime green yeah, dress. Yeah, I saw it. But in, in real life, it's more acid green. And then yeah. I had this bright highlighter it's got orange like, like hair. The, the cutout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I love the look. I don't care if anyone else does. A lot of people did, obviously. But I loved the look. And this person commented on the Anastasia Beverly Hills Instagram repost. And said, oh, my God, it's Princess Fiona from oh, Shrek. Oh, I saw that. And I was like, that is the most accurate description of my drag I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> like, it's honestly so just like, I need oh to go. Oh, my God, I'm Cameron Diaz. <laughs> right? I need to go rewatch Shrek because I just realized how true that statement was. And then that when I reposted that, that person followed me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good. Do you know what the Urban Dictionary says a cocksucker is? Oh, no. A cocksucker oh, is a woman who believes that cock rules the world. She puts it above her children and other women. <laughs> I, I agree. I She's, agree. This, this is you. She's a sucker because she buys into that cock-a-doodle-doo shit. <laughs> she also literally and figuratively loves to suck cock morning, noon, and night. Absolutely. Isn't that you? You're a bit, you're I mean, oral. You're like a big oral girl. I am. Love the oh oral. Oh, God. Front and back. Just yeah. give it all to me all the time. Oh, my. Well, we'll leave it on that. Um, do right. you have Do you have anything you would like the people to follow you on? I'm sure. I mean, you Just in real life, just like. Yeah. Thumbs up. I Thumbs like that. Up. Way to go, Shay. Yeah. <laughs> just have someone following you down uh, the street. No, I really don't give a fuck what you like or thumbs <laughs> up. No. Um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, what is it? It's uh, Miss MS Shay Fox. And then, oh, Fool's Gold. Um, that's the name of our show in Everett. Yes. Um, you can go to Fool's Gold uh, PNW.com. Okay. And that's got all of our show posters and stuff. We'd love to have you out there. And then Instagram as well. Instagram is Miss Miss Shay Fox. Fox. Um, If you look up Shay Fox, you'll find a um, old, big-tittied porn star. Perfect. Um, That's not me. Perfect. Um, So um, you are the new Stormy Daniels. I am. I am. I'm the hashtag real Shay Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And you can find us at Yeah But Podcast. That's but with two T's on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. I'll be better at updating all that stuff. I'm not right now. Um, you can also find me at Vivian underscore Gabor. That's Vivian as in Lee, Gabor as in Jaja on, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, just be aware that it's just me responding to a lot of porn stars because that's all I really use it for. 
Um, I still don't please, tweet. I need to tweet. You more. need to do that. I need to be a twit. Um, follow us uh, or subscribe. Please rate, re- rate, review, and subscribe because that boosts us in the ratings and that gets more people to be able to see that we do this um, on iTunes and Google Play. You can also find us on SoundCloud. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ya Bot with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah.